Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, Lord. Welcome to church this morning. It's been us come into this season. I'll just do a brief recap before I go into what I want to talk about today. By the way, you have access to the messages on the website. You can project the website, ph.kingsword.org. And for all our online uh, listeners as well, thank you for following um, all through. And those of you that are present online, can we just say hello to all our online listeners? You can do better than that. Come on, say hello. Okay, so they can hear you. I'm sure they are saying hello back. All right, glory to God. We started by talking about... Um, how to navigate new territories, new territories, new territories, new territories. And I was um, laying out some principles um, for us. Number one I said is that you know that it is not about you. Um, it's important to know that um, God brings us into new territories, new um, experiences from time to time. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you for that, Lord Jesus. So the first thing I said is that you know that it's not about you. And then the second thing, you have the ability to see change before it comes. All right? And then number three, everything that exists in the natural is a product of a spiritual encounter. And then number four, God existence does not replace man's responsibility all right so that there is a purpose does not eliminate a path all right we cannot live our lives anyhow unguarded and indisciplined and all that and then you know that nothing about your life is by chance nothing happens to you at random okay number three uh, sorry number five um, we talked about know what is expected of you learn study research okay and then number six ask for help ask for help ask for help don't stay um, no man is an island ask for help and then number seven follow the sound of the spirit follow the sound of the spirit you know uh, we talked about prayer and the word and the word and the word the bible says in james 1:22, it says but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. So it is the one who looks and continues that will be blessed in what he does. How do you become a doer of the word? By keeping it before you night and day. You look at it continually. It may not make sense initially, but you stay there and you trust that it will come true. And that the word of God has the power in itself to make you a doer. The word of God has the power in itself to make you a doer. So you don't become a doer by doing the word. Hear me. You are not, you don't become a doer by doing the word. No, the word makes you a doer. It said, he that looks at the perfect law of liberty and continues therein. So because God's word is powerful. See, the, the truth is, of ourselves we are incapable but the moment we allow the word the word makes us we don't make the word you cannot possibly when the when moses got the ten commandments 
and then he read it to the hearing of the children of Israel. They said, all that you have said, we can do. That got God angry. You can't do it. They, they boasted, all that you have said, we will do it. What do you mean? We will do it. All that you have said, we will do it. You can't do it. You need the word to make you a doer. So the more you look at it and continue, it, it comes upon you. It empowers you to live it. You cannot live it by yourself. You cannot decide that I want to follow God. No. He draws you. He pulls you closer. The only thing you can do is just show up. The rest is his. He's the one that pulls you closer. So the word is what makes you a doer. Hebrews 4.12, Passion Translation. It says, for we have the living word of God, which is full of energy, like a two-mounted sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being, where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of our hearts. So you think you know yourself, get into the word. So when you stay in prayer and the word, it becomes easy for the Holy Spirit to flow with you. It becomes easy to follow the sound of the spirit. The Bible says in John 3, 8, it says, For the spirit wind blows as it chooses. You can hear its sound, but you don't know where it is coming from or where it is going. It says, so is the same with those who are born of the spirit who are born of the spirit turn your bibles with me to um, mark chapter 2 and verse 22 i want to read god's word translation or let me read the good news translation good news translation mark 2 and 22 it says, nor does anyone pour new wine into used wineskins. Because the wine will burst the skins and both the wine and the skins will be ruined. Instead, new wine must be poured into fresh wineskins. Fresh wineskins. I've said many times here that your readiness is a proof of your lateness. Your readiness is proof that you are lit. When you come and say, okay, I'm ready. You are lit to the party. Because you are ready for what some people are prepared for. So we don't need you to be ready. We need you to be prepared. We need you to be part of the team that will plan the party. Not ready to attend. Your readiness for anything is a proof that, look, you are late. Your ability to identify where something is going and immediately connect with it is critical to navigating new territories and subsequently becoming relevant stakeholders and major players within that space. If I'm able to identify where something is going and then I connect with it, it makes me relevant in that space and it makes me a major player in that in that space but sometimes what we see is that people allow different things to be pointers sometimes we allow pain discomfort sorrow and all that to guide us into new territories and all that so if you're in that category where unless you feel pain about something or sorrow about something and then you now know that ah something new has happened then you are late the change has already happened the change has happened pastor um, uh, he said he's not doing again he's not doing again there have been signs since you just did not see it the day he said he's not doing again it's not when he stopped no he stopped since so you are hearing it but you are late the change has already taken place the change has taken place to navigate new territories you have to discern where god is going and then you align with him in the kingdom of god we don't we don't tell god what to do we align with what he's doing 
in the kingdom. We don't tell him what to do. So, okay, God, this is what I want you to do for me in 2022. No. We find out what he wants to do for us. And then we align with it and take it as our banner. Because we have known what he wants to do for us. So we align with what he's doing. We don't tell him what to do. We don't tell him what to do. So the seventh principle, as we wrap up this teaching, is stay aligned with what God is doing. Stay aligned with what God is doing. Find out what God is doing and plug yourself to it. You devote your time, devote energy, devote resources to it. Devote resources to it. So what is God doing? What is God doing? I know that God walks in times and seasons and diverse operations. But one thing I've come to realize is that he has, God has two major playing fields. And he used them for equipping and for manifestation. For manifestation. So the moment you are able to realize and come into alignment with both playing fields, what happens is that you become a relevant tool in God's agenda in navigating and taking new territories. Ephesians 4 and verse 11 from God's word translation. God's word translation. He says, he also gave apostles, prophets, missionaries, as well as pastors and teachers as gifts to his church. Their purpose is to prepare God's people to serve and to build up the body of Christ. To serve and to build up the body of Christ. Alright? So when you belong to a local church, it is not just to warm the pews. Neither is it to please the pastor or to please someone. No, or to make somebody else feel good. No. It is one of your responsibilities as a member of the body of Christ. It's a responsibility. It's a, it's a responsibility. You cannot be a member of the body of Christ but you refuse to be a unit in the body of Christ the local assemblies are units in the body of Christ so you can't say okay I serve God but I belong to no one I'm for everyone and I belong to no one so what God is doing in the body of Christ he's doing it through the local assemblies whether you like it or not God does not have children in the diaspora. <laughs> you know children in the diaspora? They don't submit to any authority. They're not plugged into any system. They're just floating. You met people like that. I just have my God my way. I do my things my way. It's me and my God. No. If God has graced you, he has graced you for something. The grace of God upon your life is not for you. This light, when it's shining, is it shining for itself? It's shining to give us here light. So when you come into a dark place, what do you do? You switch on a light. The light is not there for itself. It's there for people that come in there. So the grace of God on you, the anointing of God on you, the skill that God has given to you, is not for you. It's for you to serve a people. The moment you don't identify that, it becomes a problem. You're not aligning with what God is doing. You are telling him that, okay, what you are doing is different from what me I want to do. It's there for you to serve the people. So, talking about your equipping, Ephesians 4 talks about that. Equipping the body of Christ. You cannot go into new territories with old methods. Or old ways. If at all you are coming into. Coming with old patterns. It has to be in the light of new perspectives. And you have to come with the right arsenals. You cannot go unprepared. You cannot go unprepared. You cannot go unprepared. So anytime you come into a local assembly. What happens is that you are being trained. Both to be a blessing within and without. You're being trained to be a blessing within and without. You're positioning yourself for recruitment. So right here today, what's happening is that you're being equipped. You're being equipped for within and without. So when you devote your time and energy to it, what happens? God is building you up, building you up, building you up. 
because he's imparting on you and releasing his grace and anointing on you and trusting that you will use that grace and anointing to be a blessing to people within and without not just within also without and then it comes through your manifestation first timothy 3 from verse 1 it says this is a faithful saying if a man desires the position of a bishop he desires a good work a bishop then must be blameless the husband of one wife temperate sober-minded of good behavior hospitable able to teach that is within and then in verse 7 he says moreover he must have a good testimony among those who are without so my equipping as a believer doesn't just stop with being able to teach and preach no my equipping as a believer also extends that i must be i must have a good reputation with to those who are without i must be relevant outside that's what he's saying i must be relevant outside i'm not just um no filled with the holy ghost speaking in tongues praying fasting and all those things and i have no reputation whatsoever outside so you must have a good testimony among those who are without so the same way god is doing something within the local assembly and the body of christ he's also doing something without a lot of times people think that okay um god is only in the church god only operates here he only works here no you come here to get equipped so that when you go outside you can represent him so he's working more outside than even inside that's even the gist so the grace of god on you the anointing of god on you when it comes on you the impartation of the spirit when it rests on you it's such that you will be a blessing outside when you step out of this place that grace will begin to find expression in your workplace, your home, your community, the people around you. Glory to God. A major dimension of God's manifestation of your within is such that you can have expression without. The reason he's anointed you, the reason he has graced you, the reason he has given you skill, wisdom, and ability is such that you can have expression without. Not just within, but without. Because God is kingdom. He's kingdom-minded. He's thinking kingdom. Everything he thinks about is kingdom. Everything he does is so that he will ad advance his domain, his kingdom, his reign. Because he's the creator of all things. And you can't align with God without fulfilling kingdom. Because God thinks kingdom. He talks kingdom. Everybody that aligns with him. God is not interested in anything but his kingdom. So everything he does is about his kingdom. Everything. Everything from Facebook to Instagram to Snapchat is about his kingdom from the idea of um, nanotechnology to robots to all those things it's about his kingdom it's about his kingdom revelation 11 from verse 15 it says then the seventh angel sounded and there were loud voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our lord and of his christ and he shall reign forever and ever he shall reign forever and ever you know sometimes when people when people think that oh you know god has left the church god has left the church it's a myopic centered thinking self-centered thinking self-centered thinking You know, when, when, when people find it difficult to submit to God, they begin to come up with all kinds of excuses and theories to justify their unguardedness. They come up with all kinds of theories. Oh, God has left the church. He's no longer in the church. And this, I, I, I sincerely, I don't know where they got that from. And they begin to reduce the importance and relevance of the church 
just to satisfy their flesh just to satisfy, satisfy their flesh God is in the business of kingdom and his kingdom does not stop here the kingdom is both here and outside God is the one that gave the idea for Facebook and Instagram God is the one that gave the idea for, for man trying to get to space and all those things. God is science. He's the one that gave them technology. The problem is that many times they don't give glory to him. They don't ascribe that glory to him. That's just the problem. And that's what the Bible says in Romans. It says as much as, as they would like to, they did not like to glorify God. He has given them to a reprobate mind to do those things that are not convenient. He said all that may be known of God even the invisible Godhead is being understood by the things that were made. All that may be known of God. He said, but when they recognized it, they didn't give glory to God that it was God. So God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Tell someone God is within and God is without. Now, a lot of people are so much in tune with the without that they forget that he's God of all the earth. And by him, all things consist. And his agenda is what, be, is, what is being championed by people everywhere. It's what is being championed by people everywhere. Everywhere. When, um, when the children of Israel where they crossed the Red Sea. God told Moses, he said, stretch forth your hand to the Red Sea, stretch forth your rod. And what happened? The Red Sea parted, right? And then they crossed over to on, on dry ground, okay? But do you know that miracle is happening every day here in the world? The miracle is happening. But we're not seeing it as a move of God. We're seeing it as normal thing. If you buy a plane ticket from Lagos to US, you have performed a miracle. You've crossed the Red Sea. But in another shell, in another drama, oh, people don't see it as a miracle. God has given the idea already on how to cross the Red Sea. Or did they not cross? don't see it as a divine move. They say, no, God is not science. God, God is science. Somebody's leg gets amputated. In the old time, no hope for you unless there's a creative healing miracle. But today, there's hope in science. You can get prosthetics and your life will still be normal. But we don't see it as God. I said, no, I don't want prosthetics. No, no, God must heal me. God, stay there. Be waiting. Be waiting. God must heal me. Somebody sent me a message. Pastor, please, can you pray for me? Um, I've not been able to deliver. I said, I don't understand what happened. He said, I've been pregnant since 2020. I said, do you have miscarriage or what are you talking about? He said, no. Say I'm pregnant. I said, when did you get pregnant? He said, 2020. I said, this is 2022. Say, I have not been able to deliver. I said, are you okay? Is there? I said, what? I was confused. So I asked, I said, tell me what's happening. And then she said, I've just been having contractions. I said, go and do CS. She said, no, she wants to deliver naturally. I said, What? I didn't pray for her. I can't waste my prayer for what? Go and deliver two years. You will not die. I can pray for you that you will not die. But that you want to stay like that too. Sister, if you die, we'll do burial. It doesn't make sense. You want to deliver like the Hebrew woman? Tell me. Do the Hebrew women, do they drink coke? How many gallons of coke do they drink? Your, your body system have changed. Times and seasons have changed. The kind of strength they have, you don't have. The kind of things that you are exposed to, you, you are exposed to a completely different thing. 
Today I'm trying to breathe. I wake up in the morning, just clean my nose everywhere. Black suit. I have to be intentional about um, 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 divine health. Intentional about it. There's nothing I can do about the situation. People don't know the effect, but five years, ten years down the line, you begin to see people having long problems and things like that. I am not going to wait for that time. I've started now. My health is priority. My lungs are clean. I'm declaring it every day. I'm whole and healthy. God is not against science. He's the author of science. He's the originator of science. You embrace it. I can understand. The, I'll talk about fact and truth. I can understand that part. But listen. What? Okay, let me not get emotional about it because it's just arrant nonsense. Arrant nonsense. I am 100, 1 million percent supernatural. But I understand that God is both within and without. He controls everything. He controls everything. When God has given you a solution in science, and then you are there waiting for a miracle. It's, that is the miracle right there. That is the miracle. God is doing something both within and without. But the problem most times is that when we're not resourceful, the, the, the without does not understand the language of the church so what we try to do is that we try to take the language of the church outside no they don't understand that language what they understand is your resourcefulness they don't know they don't care about your praying in tongues no and god left it that way they don't care about your ability to speak in tongues or pray or cast out demons no that's for within. What they want to know about is how can you translate that speaking in tongues to finding the cure to cancer? That's what they want to do. How can you translate that praying ability in the boardroom to deliver a, a, a presentation that your bosses will say, nobody has done this before. How can you translate it? Because your equipping is not just for equipping. It's not for you. It's for without. So those without need to be able to relate with your spirituality. And they cannot relate your spirituality on your terms. They have to relate your spirituality on the other terms. It has to be interpreted in a way they can understand it. And they can only understand it if you are resourceful. That's the only way they can recognize it. But you need to submit to the law of God. And know that he's the one doing it. The problem most times is that people get so intoxicated with this thing. And then they forget God completely and say no. It's now principles. It's now five rules to this. It's now two dimensions to this. It's now no, 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 no. I cannot be caught in that web. I recognize that God is the one doing it. And, I, and you know, people say, ah, but... Uh, God is using this person. God is using that person. <laughs> um, let me shock you. God can be using you. And you're on the first class ticket to hell. <laughs> See, that God is using you is not a proof that you have first class ticket to heaven. Okay. Did God not use Pharaoh? when we talk about kingdom you need to realize that God's mind is about kingdom he said I will harden Pharaoh's heart I will harden his heart but you Moses go and tell him that he must let my people go but I will harden his heart because I need to prove that I am God Isaiah 45 1. It says, Cyrus, my anointed. 
Cyrus was a king. He said, my anointed. If it was today, in this present age, maybe God would have said, Hitler, my anointed. See, you need to realize that there is a level that of evil that if that level of evil needs to be delivered on earth it will require the backing of God it will require God to approve it it will require God and some people will be working for God for pushing God's agenda but they are evil people but because God is kingdom minded all the people that were trying to kill Jesus were they not pushing God's agenda they were pushing his agenda. The agenda was that the Savior would come to die. Because of their evil nature, they have aligned with that path to fulfill that agenda. You need to know and settle in your heart once and for all that your heart Your heart needs to be aligned to God without any selfish motive or ambition. Without any selfish motive or ambition. So just because you came into knowledge of certain unguardedness in the body of Christ does not give you permission to disregard the body of Christ or remove yourself from what God is doing. Thinking if you can only align without, you'll be fine. No. People come up with different things. Say, ah, you don't know. I've seen something. Ah, Ah, church, 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 church. I'm not interested. Ah, I've seen things in this life. My brother, my sister. What have you seen? What have you seen? Yeah, I've seen things. <laughs> if you are now God that knows it all, what will happen? God will tell the angels, Ah, this mission, I can't continue. My eyes have seen where? Now, so just because you came into some knowledge of some unguardedness in the body of Christ, that doesn't give you the permission to disregard completely and remove yourself. Because the moment you remove yourself, you are removing yourself from what God is doing. So because God is both within and without, he's not only within and he's not only without. So you can't say, oh, I'm just going to face my work and be, and be in my office and be my uh, whatever I'm doing outside and forget about church completely. You are like the person he's talking about in Romans 120. He said they knew God, but they did not glorify him as God. They knew him, but they did not recognize him as God. But they were vain in their imaginations and their thinking. They were vain in their imaginations and their thinking. God, God doesn't waste his resources. He doesn't waste his resources. So the more spiritual that you get, the more the people of the world should be able to relate with you. The more they should be able to relate with you. Because if God is distributing anything, if God is sharing anything at all, it's because God has something in his mind that he wants to achieve. There's an idea he's pushing. There's a construct he wants to deliver. There's an agenda, there's a goal. There's a kingdom perspective that he's pushing. There's a kingdom perspective. It's not just because he wants to push something. No. He has an idea. He has a thought in his mind. And that thought is kingdom. That thought is kingdom. So if you see the scientist trying to find the cure to cancer. Or trying to find the cure to HIV. Or trying to find a cure to any kind of ailment whatsoever. It's God's agenda. God is pushing that agenda. He's the one pushing it. So as a believer, you have an advantage in the Holy Ghost such that the Holy Ghost gives you advantage such that when you get out there, your speaking in tongues ability, your praying ability can give you access to divine secrets and knowledge. Can give you access. God doesn't waste resources. He doesn't waste resources. If all that you're after is that oh I just want all the glitz I just want all the glamour then you are not part of this group of people that are aligning with God to change the world 
You will get the glitch. You will get the glamour. But you won't be part of world changers. What it means that you've just taken a part that is yet to align with purpose. That's why the Holy Ghost comes. It comes on you to help you to discern times and seasons. To look at reality more than you look at facts. There are facts everywhere. But a lot of people are failing to see, to see reality beyond facts. There are facts everywhere. So we can't dwell on facts alone. There's a reality that we must embrace that is beyond the facts. There's a reality. And that reality is centered around kingdom. Because all the fact is not capable of capturing or delivering truth in its essence. All the facts cannot. Jesus made a statement. He said, before your father Abraham was, I am. Before your father Abraham was, I am. Factually, that's a lie. Am I correct? Factually is a lie. But in reality, it's the truth. It's the truth. So you can't, you can't dwell on facts alone. You have to come to the place of reality. You can't stay on facts alone. And that comes by the help of the Holy Spirit. What may be true many times can end up being a lie factually. So the big question is what is God doing and how am I in alignment with it? How am I in alignment? What is God doing? What is God doing? What is God? That's the big question you need to keep asking yourself. Season by season. This is a new year, 2022. There's something God is doing this season. There's something he's doing in the body of Christ. There's something he's doing without. So how do I align? What's my role? How do I take my place in what he's doing? One of the ways is to engage the Holy Spirit continually continually engage the Holy Ghost engage the Holy Ghost engage the Holy Ghost the more you engage the Spirit of God you are accessing and downloading the ideas of God for a season for a people for a time and then you're putting yourself in alignment because in God's kingdom we don't we align we align in God's kingdom we, we position ourselves that's what we do. We position ourselves. We don't go to start um, um, finding, as it were, our purpose. No. We position ourselves for purpose. We align for purpose. We don't find purpose. Purpose finds us when we align with God. We don't go looking for purpose. Where's my purpose? Where's my purpose? Where's my purpose? No. We align with what God is doing. Because what God is doing as it pertains to you becomes your purpose. What God is doing as it pertains to you becomes your purpose. Your purpose cannot be outside what he's doing. So if you align with what he's doing, you found purpose. You found purpose. So within God is doing something. Without God is doing something. But we cannot base our without on the principles that work within. The principles that work within and the principles that work without. By within, I mean the body of Christ, the local assembly. By without, I mean when you leave this place. When you get back to your homes, get back to your businesses, get back to your workplaces and all that. So the people outside need to be able to see you, recognize that you carry something. They don't know it's the anointing, but you know it's the anointing and they interpret it as something else. They interpret it as your ability to solve problems. I was taking, um, I went for a photo shoot and then I was there five or ten minutes into the shoot. The guy asked me a question. He said, sir, please, are you a pastor? I said, why for heaven's sake did they write past on my head so there's something 
may people see something. May people see something in you. The anointing will not lie. I walked into a store. I was getting, getting um, um, some snacks. And I've been there several times. And then the lady, when I, when I go out, this is this how I usually I, I go out. Or sometimes I'm on shots. And then I, the, the lady asked me, said, Sir, please, I need to ask you a question. I said, what is it? She said, are you a pastor? I, I said, ah. I said, why? Did you write it on my head? She said, you've been coming here. The way I look at you. I said, ah, there must be something that is giving me away. Because I don't carry it. I don't talk about it. The last thing people ever know about me is that I'm a pastor. That's the last thing they ever know. When I'm in business meetings, oh my God. I'm as ruthless as ruthless. When I'm having meetings with my staff, they hardly know. Because I'm all out there. I'm talking business principles. I'm talking strategies. I hardly even mention, okay, so now, I, when I'm having those business meetings, I, I, I hardly even say, let's do opening prayer. Okay, so everybody's here. Alright, let's start. Who's not here? Who's not here? Who's not here? And then we just go straight ahead into business. Not because I don't know how to pray. I know, but I have prayed in my house. So that prayer is now that it will work. It's now that it will deliver. How many times have you attended your board meeting? And after you prayed, all of you are clueless on what to do. So what's the essence of your prayer? Very clueless. Don't know what to do. I had a meeting with some staff members in Abuja. And then last week we had the meeting. I had the meeting every, every, every week. Last week we had the meeting. They laid out some challenges that they had. I said, okay, we'll talk about it. On last Friday, when we had the meeting again, as they were telling me the challenges, ideas were dropping. And I said, okay, this is what you do, this is what you do. Immediately, their eyes lighted up. Say, ah, yes, sir, yes, sir. I think it will work. That's what it works. I said, it's working. It's working. It's working. That's what it's supposed to do for you. The people without need to be able to relate with what you carry within. Not just the fact that I speak in tongues. No, not just the fact that I, I go to church Mondays to Fridays. No, I carry something for my world. And it must demonstrate and show. The moment you recognize it, the first step is to recognize it. That you are working with God to fulfill an agenda. When you recognize it and stay with it, then the Holy Ghost begins to find a way for that thing to come out. It begins to find a way. What is God doing? And how are you in alignment with what he's doing? Through the Holy Spirit, you can access divine ideas, you can access truths, about God, about creation, truths, truths about life, and then position yourself to deliver on an assignment. God's assignment. Kingdom assignment. Not your assignment. Kingdom assignment. It's all about kingdom. What God wants to do. That's what drives me. It's not. I don't have a personal ambition. My personal ambition is the ambition that he gives me. I don't have a personal goal. Someone was talking to me this morning. said, PJ, why don't you just come to Canada? Why don't you just come? I said, look, I have no desire. So why don't you just come? I said, I have no desire. I said, before I came to PH, I had no desire. My desire comes when he says, go. That's when the desire starts brooding. But I have no personal desire. Do I like it? It's okay. It's nice. But it's not something I want to be chasing up and down. The last time Dr. K said I should come to the US, I forgot my passport at home when I was going to the embassy. <laughs> that's show how, how, in fact, I just knew that day that they were not going to give me the visa. <laughs> I forgot my passport at home. I'd got into a day, and I remember I, I did not carry my passport. <laughs> so I called my wife and I called somebody from the church office. Please go home. Take a bike from beggar to Obalinde and bring my passport for me. When he brought it for me, I just said to myself, Joel, they will not give you this visa. It's not cost. <laughs> because you are just unprepared. That's how serious I am when it comes to traveling out. I 
like their place. Their place is okay, but I'm just not interested. It's not because I don't want to go. It's that he has not put the desire in me. If he puts it in me, fine. Maybe I'll start liking it, but he hasn't just put it. So, till he puts it, let me not make it my own ambition. Are you hearing me? No. I won't make it my own ambition. There are people who have come to me and said to me, Pastor, I want to travel. And the moment they said it, I knew that that was the plan of God for their life. I have people in this church that have traveled and they came to me and said, Pastor, I want to travel. And I just knew that that's the plan of God for their life. And I said, okay, let's start the process. Whatever you need, grace will supply. And boom, within a year, pow, everything worked out and they moved. I have many people like that. Then I've also had people who come and say, Pastor, don't travel. Even me, in my Noah of Noah, I knew that they are not going anywhere. <laughs> not because I knew they were not going anywhere. Because I knew it was born out of, I will show them that me too, I can travel abroad. I want to make my family proud. Are you okay? That's to make your family proud. I want my mother to, to be able to say, my picking, they jam me. Is that the mission? Stand to your feet, church. Tell your neighbor, God is doing something. Ask the neighbor, are you aligned with what he's doing? Or you are just following your personal ambition. No, say it the way I say your personal ambition. <laughs> and God loves everyone. God does not love the people in Canada more than the people in Bujumbura. No. No. He doesn't hate the people in Borokiri. That's why I put them in Borokiri. No, he doesn't. There's a bigger picture, a bigger agenda, a bigger plan. A bigger, and the more you realize it, the more you'll be happy where you are. You'll be happy where you are. You may not have much, but the little that you have, you'll be grateful for it. And you'll be happy where you are. Glory to God. You'll be happy where you are. When you understand God's agenda and his plan, you won't be in a hurry. You won't be after um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to um, I'm trying to arrive because people have gone ahead of you. Let me tell you, there is nobody that has gone ahead of you if you are in God's plan. Nobody. The time you arrive is the time. Nobody has gone ahead of you if you are in God's plan and God's agenda. Nobody has gone ahead of you. Nobody. When that becomes your thought, that becomes your consciousness, that becomes the driving force in your life, you'll be in a position for God to use you for anything and anywhere. We're in a global world. You can stay in this portal and generate enough traction that people will be calling you from all over the world to do business with you. And you have not stepped out of this city. You can says they that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. It did not mention any geographic location. It's those that are planted in God that flourish. It's where God is that you are that you flourish. There's no geographical location anywhere. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Someone say, I'm aligned. I'm aligned. Glory to God. I want you to go back to the website. Download, listen to the messages. All the four or five series. Paths and purpose. Listen to it. Listen. Oh, I, I, do, I go there to listen to what I preach to myself. I listen to it. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing listen to it because this 2022 you need to make up your mind that I am going 
all the way with God. Because for the prophecies of God to come into fulfillment and manifestation in your life, you need to be, you can't do God halfway. No. It's either in or out. So if you are in with him, be in all the way. The things that you are trying to make come to pass, they will come to pass. They will come. The things you are chasing, you will find them all. You will get the houses, you will get the cars, you will get the money. But listen, there is something more important. And if there is a better word, there is something more important. Pardon my French. There's something more important and when you embrace that which is more important you align yourself with what god is doing and then you'll be fine tell your neighbor last last you go do okay turn to another neighbor say last last you go do okay god has got your back he's got you he's got you come on give the lord a shout of praise Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hands and bless him for a minute. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you for your word. We receive that word. We receive that word in the name of Jesus. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.